Welcome into Tampa 2. Casey Phillips here, staff writer Bree Dix. This is the one we've been waiting for. It is playoffs. Yes. This is what the whole year has been about. And for you, it is particularly special. You came here from the Cowboys. I heard somebody call this the Bree Bowl, <laughs> which I love. And we and man, how amazing for you that you, our first Tampa 2 got to be about this. You're right. Our playoff one has got to be about this. So I am definitely going to let you handle a it lot of the analysis here. Yeah. You, you're you're going to know this game inside and out. You've got this covered. And I am very excited to hear all of your thoughts on it. Before we dive fully into the Cowboys matchup, um, we normally talk about the previous game. We are not going to do that in the same way or as much as we typically right. do because, of course, we know they didn't play all the starters. It was sort of this throwaway game in yeah. some ways where it didn't have any impact on the playoff seeding, so they handled it in very different ways than they would have, obviously, otherwise. But did want to just briefly hear, in your mind, what are the takeaways from at least the time the starters were in there or what it could say? Because right. I know coaches talked about how they wanted the momentum from the game before to carry over. Mm -hmm. They were still building on things. There were things they wanted to work on. So in terms of what you think they were trying to accomplish in the time the starters played, what did you feel like we could take right. away from it? Well, with the starters then, I think it was in encouraging, and you saw them get off to a fast start, which offensively this team really hasn't been able to do for much of the season, which I think has played into why the rushing stats for the Bucks are what they are, because you're having to play catch up, you're having to go with that pass heavy script. But they were able to start fast against the Falcons. You had Tom Brady connecting with multiple targets on that first drive, you know, Kate Otten over the middle, the end around to Devin Tompkins. You had the the gain by Chris Godwin. So and then capping off with that touchdown to Kyle Rudolph. So I think that was one of the things you were wanting to see going into that game is okay, can the Bucks sustain drives? Can they get positive yards on first and second down? And then defensively, it was kind of the the trend continued. You know, they had that quick three and out to start the game, then the untimely punt, and they only allowed five first downs to the Falcons in the first half. I mean, you saw kind of that 17 to 10 lead vanish when a lot of the reserves and backups came in, but I think you you had to be encouraged by what you saw. And for Dallas, the same really can't be said for their Week 18 game. Yeah, that's good. It, it's a, man, their last game was so weird to me yeah. of like, A, they played not great, to say the yeah. least. <laughs> And the fact they played everybody the whole time when they knew the outcome of the Eagles game, they knew that they didn't have to do that, and yet they chose to play everybody, and yet it, it did not have, I'm sure, the effect for them of what the Bucks wanted to accomplish of let's get some momentum, let's right. feel good about this. Right. It had, I'm sure, the opposite effect. So we always talk about how playoffs are about who is trending in right. what direction right. at what time. And, I mean, I do not think that at any point in any playoff matchup, no matter who you are, that you can think anything is a given or – easier right. or whatever but looking at all these teams in the NFC playoffs it does feel like the Cowboys are the ones not trending in the right direction right. um so I think this is going to be really interesting to see how they respond yeah. from that last game so let's talk a little bit about the keys to the game for the Buccaneers to beat them what do you feel like are the biggest things that stand out I would say offensively it's dictating the flow of the game you know starting early being able to get into a, a balanced rhythm that's going to benefit this team because I think a lot of what has happened and kind of it's similar to the Cowboys in regards to their recent inability to to dial up the run game but that's kind of caused some miscues in your pass protection and your downfield passing attack you know all of these things go together so getting the play action going getting those positive yards and also just I think this is going to be a big game in terms of pressure and kind of who fools who because if you look back to week one you know the Cowboys did have a lot of success in kind of 
holding their coverages. You know, they would start out making it look like it was single high, then they would drop corners, go into that cover two. But then the Bucks were able to kind of counter that by going up tempo and forcing their hand in kind of a similar way that you use motions or you use the short passing game to mitigate pressure. I think all of those things are going to be important and also winning in the red zone. You know, the Bucks had, I think it was four trips to the red zone in week one and only came away with a field goal. And, you know, Dan Quinn dialed up a really good game plan in the red zone by dropping everybody, having four at the line, and then by dropping everybody, Tom Brady's surveying, and you have all these bodies on his targets, and then Micah Parsons is able to get home, gets the sack, and forces the punt. So how are they able to counter that by by forcing the hand? And then defensively, I think it's going to be getting the Cowboys off their rhythm and forcing them to be one-dimensional. You know, shutting down Ezekiel Elliott, shutting down Tony Pollard to where they have to beat you through the era. Because, you know, Dak Prescott's had an uncharacteristic 15 interceptions this season. And not that you can put all of those on him because they certainly weren't all of his fault. But just getting them out of a rhythm. And kind of in the same way, Todd Bowles is, you know – a guru when it comes to when it comes to pressures and that was he did a great job as well in week one you know and it's just fun watching what he dials up for teams and how he puts all of the chess pieces together you know whether yes whether it was you know kind of sneaking Mike Edwards up Devin White blitzes through the A-gap. You drop your DNs. Well, then the bat goes to pick up Devin White. Well, then Mike Edwards is able to get home. Or you cross Levante David, you cross Devin White, and then Anthony Nelson is rushing free on the end. So I think that kind of kept the Cowboys' offense off kilter in week one, and that'll be exciting to see how that goes down this week. And I think their ability to counter – the Bucks' pressures is going to be really critical. In this yeah, game. that's going to be so interesting to watch. I, yeah, I think, of course, Micah Parsons is like, you have to stop him. Yes. That's just like point number one. Um, I do think that it is a game where they're, the Bucks are going to need to try to produce some bigger plays in terms yes. of forcing turnovers, protecting the ball, and then some chunk plays. Yeah. That I think it is not a game that you're going to want to have to do consistently long drives mm-hmm. against the Cowboys. You're going to want some chunk things, some some impact plays. Because they're a team that can, if you will get behind especially, right. they can just go ham on you oh, yeah. in terms of what all they bring defensively. And then you know that they also can run the ball, which means if they get ahead, they can just sit there and grind it out on you. And so time may not end up being in your right. favor. And so to be able to – a, make sure you just are able to get the ball back into your offense's hand with some turnovers or some three and outs, things like that, is going to be so helpful because otherwise you're going to wear your defense out. They are going to be out there a long time. Um, how about a player to watch for you? Ooh, a player to watch. I'm going to go with Devin White on this one. I think he had a really big impact in week one. And whether it's putting pressure on Dak Prescott in the pocket or stopping – Ezekiel Elliott stopping Tony Pollard, I think is going to be really key in forcing them to have to win through the air. And, you know, with Terrence Steele, their right tackle, with his injury, they haven't been able to run the ball quite as effectively as of late. You know, I think Steele was really, really productive in kind of those combo reach blocks with Zach Martin, and a lot of their runs came on that right side. But 
regardless of the stats, Tony Pollard is a fun player to watch. He's so explosive. He has that rare acceleration, quickly bounces, runs outside. And then you have Ezekiel Elliott, who's kind of the the power back through tackles. It's funny how much it reminds people. The short yardage. Yeah, Rashad White and Leonard Fournette. It's so funny how similar this is. I think that's going to be interesting. So they have that that dynamic tandem. And I think that Devin White's going to play a key role in, in shutting them down, but also... If he gets in a one-on-one situation with Tony Pollard or Ezekiel Elliott in trying to get to Dak Prescott, you know, what what are some of those matchups going to look like? So I'm excited to see what he does on Monday night. Yep. I feel like I want to pick Mike Evans because the last time I did, he had over 200 yards and three touchdowns. And I, I want to say that I manifested, manifested. that. <laughs> yeah. I want to take credit for that. So I want to pick him again. But, yeah, I think I was also going to go maybe the Devin White route. But in, so in, since you went there, instead I will – Man, I'm torn. I, I partially want to pick Vita Vea for the Ooh. same reason. Just always, I mean, always, a, solid always a solid choice. Or, you know, I am really excited to see Carlton Davis back mm. and healthy mm-hmm. and against CeeDee Lamb. Yes. Because so Carlton was on uh, my radio show this week and he is always entertaining. Yes. So shameless yes. plug. Absolutely should listen to that if you have not. He's very <laughs> funny. And we talked about just the demeanor you need to have as a yeah. DB and you're out there on the island and you're facing the best. And he talked about how he just craves that man-to-man coverage where he's told he's following a guy and it's the yeah. best guy on the team. And there's a reason his best game of the year was against Jamar Chase and the Bengals where he got he gets told that he's going to get to go against him and he's here and everybody say he's one of the best in the league. And he gets so hyped Amped. for those matchups. <laughs> and he it. is just like, bring it. I want yeah. all of it. I want all the smoke. See what you got. Yeah, let's go. And so I think uh, knowing that it is this primetime at home Monday night matchup and he's facing you know the the Cowboys that everybody gets all hyped up for the star yes and then it's to go against CeeDee Lamb I just feel like this is a game that Carlton is pretty excited about so I feel like he's he's a guy that I'm ready to see you know an interception some Mm -hmm. PBUs I, I feel like this could be a game that he's trying to prove he can get some <laughs> yeah. of those stats maybe um how about the matchup for you Ooh. well with number 11 on the other side mm. I am gonna go with Tristan Wirfs and Micah Parsons I mean really you could probably say this for Donovan Smith or many players on that offensive line against Micah Parsons yep because they really like to line him up all over create those advantageous one-on-ones um, but he's played a lot more snaps on the D-line this year as opposed to linebacker than he did last year but I mean you're getting Tristan Wirfs back from injuries been dealing with ankle which is obviously going to bode well and kind of create that presence anchor of the line stout in both run and pass protection but going up against Micah Parsons a guy that has taken the NFL by storm it's it's no easy task for anybody and I think what he's doing in the NFL is really unprecedented just in how he how quickly he gets off the line his burst, and then that linear speed is just insane. And a lot of times you see quarterbacks stunned with how quickly he is able to get to them and drop them. So, I mean, he's an absolute game wrecker, and if you cannot contain him, it is going to be a long day for you He reminds me of the first player since Aaron Donald on defense that feels like single-handedly – can just destroy a game plan. Right. There are other people like, you know, people with the last name Bosa, people with the last right. name Watt, right. <laughs> that you know can get to the quarterback and can really wreck some things. But the fact that 
it just feels like Parsons is so much more versatile even than those guys where right. he can be lined up anywhere, everywhere, and mm -hmm. can just do and so much yeah. that he's a guy that it's just you have to account for him and that he really can by himself wreck what you're trying to do. Now, what I will say is when you have Tom Brady as the guy right. opposite who is able to diagnose that, always be aware of where he is, right. try to help adjust coverages and yeah. all that. But this has is seen, has seen a little has bit. seen a few things. <laughs> um, this is one of those games where I think just the offensive line for the Bucks overall mm -hmm. that, you know, the matchup you talked about was him versus Tristan Wirfs. I was going to pick the whole line plus the tight ends yes. plus Lenny plus everybody yeah. <laughs> because of the fact that with so many guys, yeah, they're always going to try to go against so much more like that left tackle or that they're coming from that right. side. I feel like with, with Parsons, you have no idea where he's mm -hmm. coming from, where he's lining up. Oh, yeah. And so it will be everybody having to account for him and everyone being on their P's and Q's, being ready to help, you know, whether it's Lenny jumping in there, these, and I, you know, just how these are some of the moments you forget, even that without Gronk, that yeah, he was, of course, this guy that could catch all the passes, but his ability to add a little extra protection in there, it's a, right. it's a big guy. So I, I think just to know that everyone, is watching Micah Parsons is going to be important. Right. And where the communication will be so big, and again, what they've worked so much on with this line, and that we, at this point, still don't know exactly what the injury situation mm -hmm. is for the week in terms of how Robert Hainsey is going to be, that, you know, is Nick Leverett's a little bit banged up, of how, how these mm -hmm. guys are going to feel. Can they communicate properly if all of a sudden there is a different guy having to play a different position, step in, right. do this and that, is that communication going to be where it needs to be? So, which kind of leads me to our next part, which is the injury update. Uh, tell me yes, where we are at at this point uh, for, how about on the Buccaneers side? Um, I mean, man, going into the playoffs, you just kind of assume typically as a team, you are a little bit banged up yeah. this time of year. Uh, so where, how do you feel like in terms of knowing it is January where the team stands yes. health-wise? Well, Tom Brady said on his Let's Go podcast that this is the healthiest this team has been, which is exactly what you want and yeah. is extremely surprising off of Week 18. If going you could into draw it up, that's how you yes. want. Yeah. But I think it'll be big this week for the offensive line. Obviously, you're going to get Tristan Wurst back. You're going to get Donovan Smith back. And then this week during practice – lot of full participants love on the injury it. report, which you love, love to, to see. see. Carlton Davis was back. Mike Edwards, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Sean Murphy Bunting, Carl Nassib, Keanu Neal, Logan Ryan, and Donovan Smith. Full participation. Oh, yes. Love it. And then even like Vita Vea, limited participants, some of these guys, I feel like that's almost more of a precautionary measure yep. leading up to just kind of taking it gradually to where they're full strength and ready to go mm -hmm. for Monday night. When the only did not participate is Kyle Rudolph. That is a, yes. I mean, that is a crazy injury report for this time of year and this early in the week. Mm -hmm. Because typically you might have some did not participates your first practice and then they progress. Then they progress. Yeah. For people to all be at limited to full other than Kyle Rudolph this early in the week, knowing you have all the way till Monday night. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that is some good sweet <laughs> music to, to our ears. Yes. Uh, how about on the Cowboys side? So they are getting center Tyler Biotish back. He was a full participant. Demarcus Lawrence was limited. Tyron Smith was limited. And then Leighton Van Der Esch was a full participant, which that deal. is huge for them. He has had a fantastic season, has really helped them out against the run. And because the Bucks really kind of created a blueprint in week one. Four teams mm -hmm. rushing against the Cowboys. Leonard Fournette had a phenomenal game. Yes. But they they forced 
their cornerbacks to tackle in space. They would hook the DNs. They would have the offensive line go up on the Cowboys linebackers, and then they would shoot out Rashad White or Leonard Fournette. And a lot of teams have had a lot of success with that, like the Bears, the Packers. So it's, okay, how are they able to to kind of counter some of those things? And without Leighton Vanderush in their lineup, they've really struggled against the run because he provides that force, that presence against the run with yep. his range and really just the speed element to his game has been back this year. Yeah. So that's a huge one. It's a big deal for, for the them. Cowboys. All right, let's close as we always do with our quote of the week. Ooh. I'm actually going to go with a bit of a, a bit of a different one this week, but I was watching a little bit of in the current, the Buccaneers behind the scenes series and In one of the clips, Will Golston had a quote on Todd Bowles when he was talking about his his pressures, his philosophy, and I just fell in love with this, and I feel like it encompasses him so well. Okay. But he said, a team has a consistent amount of plays that you know they're going to run. You know that is their bread and butter, the meat and potatoes, but you know they will throw in some asparagus in there. And the way that he counters that asparagus sometimes to be able to give us that full course meal in the game plan, it's crazy to see it because it's so quick. I love that. And I love that analogy. First of all, Will Will is just a delightful dude. He is. Like, he didn't have to explain it that way. But I love that. But he, he did. gave it to us. It's great. Though, yeah. You know? It was the full he gave us the asparagus of that answer. Yes. You know? <laughs> that he did. But just that, you know, yeah, those those plays, the the unknown, the things that they try to come at you with, offensive coordinators, and the way that Todd is able to quickly diagnose that and come at it to counter it. Yep is honestly very fun to see. And I think that's going to be big against the Cowboys because as we've seen all of a sudden, and not, maybe not even all of a sudden, Dak Prescott is not taking care of the football. Right. I mean, to have led the league in interceptions and have missed all those games, to have thrown one in the last, what, seven mm-hmm. straight games, that is exactly the kind of thing you want to hear when you think about Todd Bowles' defensive when they're throwing all this asparagus at them. Yes. That you can force some of those turnovers. Right. And I think you're going to have to because, and I didn't realize this until recently, I was looking at the stat, that the Cowboys are the first team to lead the NFL in back-to-back years in takeaways mm-hmm. since 72 to 74. Yeah. It's incredible. So 33 this they're year. good at taking it away. Mm-hmm. And when you know that, guess what that means? A, you're going to try to protect it, of course, but it's probably going to be a good idea to take it away yourself. Right. And to see the way that Bowles is different pressures and things, that can hopefully put that pressure yeah. On Dak Prescott, make some of those mistakes. Give your Carlton Davises time to make, you know, some of those picks. Or we've seen guys like Devin and Levante and even, man, Anthony Nelson getting in there with his incredible mm-hmm. ability to get a strip sack. I think yeah. that's going to be so important. Um, okay, I loved that quote. Mine uh, was when they were asking um, Coach Bowles, uh, is it hard to keep track of Micah Parsons? And he said it's extremely hard. They do a good job of disguising. It's bad enough when he lines up in one place, but when he moves around, you've got to know where he is at all times. He's a game wrecker. I thought it was so interesting to hear Bulls talk about something that sounds like what people talk about with his defense. This is how people describe what Todd Bowles does with people. Of, mm-hmm. Is Devin White coming in here? Is he coming right. here? Is Antoine Winfield Jr. lining up here yeah. or there? That And I thought, well, you know what? If anyone is prepared to game plan – against this it's Todd it's Bowles, Todd Bowles yeah. <laughs> and uh, just knowing like what he talked about that he the fact that he was basically making it sound like look even if they lined up Micah Parsons in one spot the whole game it's still rough yeah. 
but then he lines up all over the place. So I thought that was interesting to hear Todd Bowles talk about something that sounds like it was drawn up by Todd Bowles. Right. <laughs> so that's going to be a very fun matchup to watch. All right, well, that is going to do it for us on this edition of Tampa 2. Thanks again, as always, for tuning in, and hopefully we are back here next week talking about them advancing yes, to the next round. So we'll see you then. <laughs>